You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of The Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week I bring in some of my people to dive into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of The Dev Show Podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. So whether you're watching us live, the replay, or listening to us, we are glad you're here. And in this case, choosing your podcast goals. So yes, today we're talking about podcasting. I'm feeling very meta talking about podcasting on a podcast with podcasters, including Jason Falls, who runs the Marketing Podcast Network, where the audio version of the show resides. So Jason, really excited. We, we're, we've been talking about revisiting this topic with you on it for a couple of months, I'm glad. And I wanted you to meet Brian, who's another like lover of music. And apparently Deborah Pardis, who is the VP of Stories and Voices for Swell, loves music too. So I feel like it's we're gonna have like a podcasty, musicy vibe today. Yeah, the dancing, it has already started. Um, but what I would love is for each of you to, I was gonna say introduce yourselves better, but actually introduce yourself because basically I just said you are awesome and you love music. So Jason, let's start with you. Um, who are you? Why are you here? And what is it that you love so much about podcasting? <laughs> who the hell am I? Um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm the executive producer of the Marketing Podcast Network. We've got about 60 shows that all have something to do with marketing that share a, a server and an ad network. And if you want to reach uh, marketers, if you uh, sell your product or service to uh, marketers, then we can guarantee 100% of our audience uh, is in your wheelhouse because the only people who listen to marketing podcasts tend to be marketers. Um, uh, my influence marketing podcast, Winfluence, is a part of that. So I do that as well. I'm an influence marketing strategist and consultant during the day. And then my uh, music sort of entry there, um, out of sheer boredom and the fact that my 18-year-old son went off to college and I needed something to distract me from half empty nest syndrome. A couple of months ago, I started a music podcast with a friend of mine called Roots Music Rambler, where we talked to Americana, Roots, bluegrass country artists about their influences and how space and place and whatnot influence their music. That's what I do. I love that, you know, I got bored. I'm half an empty nest. What do I do? I guess I'll just start another new podcast. I'll start another podcast. you can. <laughs> exactly. Um, but even beyond that, right, it's about podcasting, and I know we'll dive more into it, but it really is about having conversations and connecting. I mean, in its most pure form, and we, we had a, a meeting, a Marketing Podcast Network meeting last week, and it was like, we just like to talk. If all we could do was talk and share information, I think a lot of us podcasters, we would just be really happy. Am I speaking for you as well, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's one of the reasons why I like to do those monthly creator calls for those, you know, hosts on our on the on MPN. And one of these days, if we're not talking about internal business, we might record it and publish it as a podcast episode because we have a, a lot of interesting conversations about podcasting and about how to improve our shows and things like that. So a bunch of podcast brains get together and talk about podcasting. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Well, which is exactly why this conversation will also be fun. Um, so I've got the Deb show. 
on the Marketing Podcast Network, and I have to give a little hat tip to Taste Buds with Deb, which is, you know, my other obsession, which is food and talking about food, cooking, and community. So um, I'm really glad you're here. Very jazzed, pun intended, to dive into this with you. I'm glad to be here, too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, Brian. You said jazz, and I use jazz hands. I, I, I saw that. Thank you for not disappointing me. So, Brian, please, I know you're the host of the soon-to-be-out-there this entire album podcast. That's right. Um, and ever, and I know you were, well, I wanted you and Jason to meet because you both love music, but why do you love this topic and who are you? You can answer in whatever order makes sense. Sure. So, well, first of all, uh, thank you for having me here, Deb. Uh, it's nice to meet all of you. Um, I'm really enthusiastic about music. What can I say? I it's it's been a very important part of my existence. But one of the things that you know, a lot of people that maybe were born after the Napster era uh, can identify with is that albums were kind of the way of the way of the universe uh, for a very long time, and now we live in this playlist uh, shuffle streaming. Um, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this playlist shuffle and streaming world where maybe the art of the album isn't as important to some people. Although to the artists, music is still released in album form in many ways. And so we're here to celebrate it and pick out albums where I have guests come, they share an album that they love every single uh, track on this entire album. So they'll say this entire album. I love every single track. And then we discuss each track. We discuss how it has influenced them, you know, erring on the side of, you know, people that are in creative fields and, you know, where these, uh, where this album fits into their, their inspiration, motivation, picking them up when things feel down, that kind of thing. Uh, so we've been banking a bunch of episodes uh, and stay tuned for when the uh, release will happen. And uh, I challenge all of you to think about an album where you love every single track. And challenge accepted. I found myself, and I like country music, and I was listening to, was it, I can't remember. Well, I love Sugarland because they're awesome. Um, Faith Hill, those sorts of things. And I, I just, okay, Brian wants me to go through an entire album. And one of the songs I was listening to just hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was like 20 years ago, Faith Hill in concert. And I was like, mm. and so it's, there's power to music. And, and being able to articulate and bring people together who share that love um, is a really great reason to podcast. So yay, good luck and, and hurry up and start the publishing. Uh, Deborah, good to see you. Wow, I, you know, when you said music has power, it's like a no brainer. Um, so I, I never used to talk about this, but I had 13 years as a touring musician. I have six albums on Spotify, but I don't actually talk about that because I kind of stopped doing music professionally. So I, I don't distract people because then they have too much in their head. But I adore music. And uh, but from a very different perspective than you'd think, I just it was it was it was my salvation. It was the way I expressed my soul and it gave me strength. Um, and my my albums reflect my life a little bit, to say the least. Um, but I've been in audio since then. I was recording my own albums. And then I transitioned really in a very joyful way in 2005 when podcasting became something that was kind of whispered. I had a public podcast in San Francisco for three years called Get Smart Radio. I did it live. And I used this product called NiceCast, which made your computer an actual antenna. Um, and then I got into some more professional work uh, doing podcasts throughout the years for corporations and then luck would have it in 2019, I met an incredible, uh, very small team of people who wanted to, you know, build a podcast experience from your phone. Um, and we've been around for four years. It's called Swell. And it's a, it gives you the ability to really speak into the world um, with your voice and leave that message there and uh, add images and links and people can reply over time. Uh, it's very powerful. And we think it's not so much a disruption of the podcast industry as it is a beautiful complement to what you're doing. Our premium program, though, enables you to, to make money and to have, you know, speak for 15 minutes and not five minutes. You can also upload an hour's worth of, of, of entertainment. So if you wanted to do it in the traditional way, you can go and do that laborious recording with music and sound design and all that stuff, and then upload it as a swellcast. 
the big difference between swellcasting and podcasting is it's interactive. So when you leave it there, people can re reply in their voices. So your five-minute swellcast in entry point could be a 25-minute podcast with voices that thread in. Um, we have a lot of bells and whistles as well, which I won't go into. But suffice it to say that my presence in this conversation will probably lean a little bit into the democratization of podcasting so that everyone can enjoy their voice in the world and not say they got to find an engineer to do it. Um, so that's my my excitement about uh, discussing that today. Oh, and it's such a good point, too. So I record this on StreamYard, love StreamYard. Um, and I also record Hayes Buds with Gut via StreamYard. The only difference is this goes out as a live show and then the audio becomes the podcast, whereas Hayes Buds is pre-recorded and then released on Wednesdays. Um, and also one person, a much shorter. And now I'm thinking, hmm, they're 15 to 20 minute episodes. If I make them shorter, they can go up on swell. No, well, you can make, you can keep them as hour episodes if you want, just become premium, which is free. It's just a, enables you to make muco bucos. Okay. Well, I, I think we'll, we'll, I am certain we can go down that rabbit hole That's later, true. either here or sure. offline. But as you're talking, I, and I've interviewed you, I, I did a couple interviews on swells several months ago. That's how we met. Um, and I just, oh, I remember where my train of thought was going. Oh, good. Yay. So everybody <laughs> with something as simple as StreamYard or really any kind of recording software, you can host a podcast, you know, wherever you, you find your happy place. If you do audio and video, audio only, but the tools are at your disposal. It's kind of like when everybody started making movies because they could the technology was available but podcasting has gone you know in popularity up and down and up and down again so let's first of all what is the value of podcasting and why the up and down slope of it so uh jason you want to take a stab at this well sure i mean i think the up and down slope of it is pretty easy to understand because the the initial sort of explosion of podcasting was in the mid-2000s and you got to remember in the mid 2000s, which wasn't that long ago, bandwidth was still a problem. And so the only people who were really able to do podcasting with a lesser degree of complication were people who had high speed Internet access, lived in larger cities that were better connected, etc. And so you had this sort of early tech adopter swell in the mid 2000s and then social media exploded and happened and you had the Facebooks and the Instagrams that, you know, distracted people for a while. Um, and those initial podcasters in general stuck around and kept doing their shows. Um, and then when the bandwidth got better and the technology got better and the free or f near free tools started to come out that made podcasting much easier and more accessible for people. And they didn't have to sit there for three hours and upload, you know, a five minute audio file because they had better internet access. Then in the 2010s, 2015, 16, it started to, you know, have an, an, up, an uptick again. And that's when the big key here is that's when the celebrities got into it. When you got the Adam Carolla's podcasting, when you got the Joe Rogan's podcasting, now all of a sudden it became much more acceptable, much more of a mainstream activity for people to listen to. And the more people ran to it, the more people wanted to podcast because they saw an opportunity to get their voice out there. So the, the up and down swell is really kind of aligned with the availability of technology and the ability for people to do it and, and it being democratized, uh, as Deborah pointed out. Nowadays, the tools are, 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 are so simple, so easy. Most of them are free or near free, uh, and anybody can do it just from uh, their phone. And so that's why you're seeing this continual sort of uptick and increase in podcasting. And I'll I'll leave it to everybody else to, to to answer the other question a little bit more deeply. But my answer to what is the value of podcasting, it, there's two answers. Number one, for anybody, whether it's a person or a business, um, it is probably the most intimate form of content creation there is. Uh, because in general, uh, and you can do podcasting a lot of different ways, but in general, when you're sitting and having a conversation with someone, when you're having a, ba a back and forth and people are listening in on that conversation or in some formats participating in the conversation, you're actually having that sort of intimate, real-time, almost real-time interaction with people. And that's better than a recorded video all day, every day. 
Um, even if you're just listening into a recorded audio podcast, you're still, that's a lot more intimate of a situation. For businesses, though, it's a really um, great opportunity to get longer form content out there that people, if you make it interesting enough, that people will consume. So I'll stop there and let let the others have at that question. Okay. Um, Deborah, what do you think? Well, yeah, everything Jason just said is like, I'm just, I'm not being lazy. I'm not being lazy. Uh, yeah, everything you just said is, is spot on. I mean, I, I think the one thing I want to add is um, humility and curiosity really play into people's perception of your brand. And to show yourself as an expansive person who's looking for the voice of your, of your, of your base is very, very powerful. And a lot of brands say, let's make people feel included and let's have audience engagement. But there is really nothing like someone being able to feel like they're being heard in the literal sense. Um, and I, am, I guess I am playing into Swell a little bit because Swell is asking for a conversation. And conversation is, they all talk about the art of conversation, which makes it sound very highbrow. But everybody sits around, you know, a fire with their best drink at, at, at you know, in the middle of winter and, and they tell stories. And we have a program going on right now called Hashtag Tell Your Story. And it's powerful because people are telling their story. If you know how to prompt people with a great question, you got them. Um, and I'm not saying this in a manipulative, like, you know, let's, let's get people. I'm saying I love podcasting because it brings value to me to understand. Like, I get to know who you are because you're, you're speaking from a place that's not written down and scripted and, you know, put through a filter of, like, perfection with TikTok. It's like you, you're just, look at us. Like we're, we're invited by Deborah to have a conversation. That's like the most base way to be alive and truly present in a situation. And that is exactly why I love this format for this show, because as I said before, I get to bring together people who need to know each other, at least in my opinion, you know, because of like mind or, and like I said, when I planned this, um, I didn't realize that the, the backdrop of music would be another common thread, amazing. but I love when stuff like that, you can't make stuff like that up, um, that only comes out in these kinds of organic conversations. So Brian, yes. what are your thoughts on the value of a podcast? I think the value of a podcast, I think it's important because let's face it, when it comes to going in depth about various topics, I feel like there's less of a premium. A lot of people are putting on reading. Um, there is a, you know, with the world of social media out there, reading is a very solitary experience. I, uh, I'm really kind of speaking more just from common sense, not from actual studies that I'm doing. Um, but I feel like it's a good way to get immersed in something while doing something else. The, um, for the hyperactive ones of out there, uh, the hyperactive ones like, myself where we're always you know like i like to say to people like don't you ever just stop and think we have to listen to something as we're working out or cleaning or doing something and sometimes some of us the answer is no it's just you know let's let's learn something while i'm doing something else let's listen to something while i'm doing something else it's a great way to connect with people and also again to go in depth about things and well again also not everybody has the luxury of joe rogan where you could just hit record talk for three hours, hit stop, upload, call it an episode. I think there's um, one of the things with podcasting, I feel like people don't have the, uh, there isn't as much focus these days on the value of editing um, because while it is a captive audience, it's only captive for as long as they're there. Amen. And so it's, uh, <laughs> I, I do, I do think it's, um, you know, I would say, I would say for a long time, like, um, look at, some of the best interviewers out there, not necessarily in the podcast world, but find ways to emulate them. We're talking, you know, totally. the uh, Barbara Walters, the Walter Cronkites, the, uh, the, the Howard Stearns, people Terry that Gross. can get people to talk. What was that? Charlie Rose? Terry Gross. Oh, Terry. Gro oh yeah. Terry and Gross. And, Terry Charlie, Gross. Rose. and Charlie Rose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some you. of the best interviewers really just watch their, where they go from one place to another. Now, of course, the, it depends on the medium, but, whether it's television, radio, whatever it might be. But um, I do think that it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It is an incredibly saturated market to uh, quote my, uh, my friend, comedian Eddie Firth, 
Um, I don't know if he knows how much, how often I quote him on this, but he said back in 2016, when the Rams moved back to Los Angeles from St. Louis, he said they should rename the Rams, the LA podcast. <laughs> That's good. And you know what? If people are expressing themselves and connecting with people, yeah. good, good. Happy yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> Can I pick up some, on something, uh, pick up on something Brian said around yes. to two points. Um, you know, one is I think that we we have to realize that when we edit ourselves, um, there's good and bad in that. But one of the things I'm finding is that if you, what you said in 45 minutes, you probably could have said in five minutes. And I'm not diminishing the 45 minute experience, but you, it's so interesting to think about uh, our format is, is five minutes um, to think about how to posit something with, with the exquisite economy that you can by giving yourself a few seconds to think about it, even if you're in a reply format and not in a posting format. But if I'm replying to you, Brian, you said something and I like, I like rattle it off. Sometimes I have to listen back and say, I could have said that in three minutes and not five minutes. <laughs> and I think that's a really beautiful, beautiful uh, thing to do. But, you know, not just to hear the sound of your voice, but to say, what does my voice sound to somebody else? Like, are they getting what I said or am I just rambling? So that's an art form. And the other thing I wanted to say was I was in the literacy space for, 17 years, I had a nonprofit called Artists for Literacy, and I studied, I did a great deal of work with the library system around the, the, the reading levels of adults. And the average reading level of this country is fourth grade, and um, it's, it's statistically studied. So we know that most places, except for high-end magazines and newspapers, they, they write for the fourth grade. Um, and I think that those people reading the fourth grade are, are not really looking for deep content. They're just doing it. I think that one of the things that's hopeful for me about podcasting is it opens it up to a larger group of people, not to say that there's always the smartest person on podcasting, but it's nice to, it, it's, it, it enables more people to hear more things because they can't read a lot. So That's a really good point. And it, you don't know. And like I said before, I love this format because typically I will throw, unless it's on purpose, I don't like it if my guests know each other before they're on, and, you know, because it's an opportunity to get to know one another for the first time in front of others. The other thing that I also find joy in is when I bring in people on a topic, they can all be on the same business. You are not, you all are, are skewed a little bit differently, but I'll have like a bunch of marketers in on a topic, but they all take their own background and experience and it's still a lively, rich conversation because everybody brings their experience, both personal and professional to the conversation. So that's also kind of fun. Now you mix people up, anything can happen, right? <laughs> yep. So what do you all think makes a podcast stand out? Ooh, I love that question. I think it's honestly for me, there's one of it's one of two things. It's either specificity of topic, because we right now the podcasting world is just this sea of noise. And in order to in order to stand out, you've got to have a very specific differentiating thing that makes your podcast stand out from others. There has to be a gimmick or it has to be a question that you constantly ask that nobody else does or something like that. If you don't have that specificity of topic, then I think you have to have some sort of show business polish. You've got to have, you know, something that makes your your show better than just no offense to anyone who has a show like this. And, and this show tonight would kind of qualify under this. If you just get people together to talk about whatever your topic is, um, that's fine. That's good. That's powerful. But that's not real compelling unless the topic of that particular episode is interesting to the audience in order to stand out. I think some of the best podcasts out there are the ones who bring a little show business, bring a little entertainment, bring a little polish, bring a little editing and promotions to it. Right. Those are the ones that tend to get the eyeballs and whatnot, which is why um, one of the other reasons why the big media companies invest in podcasts is because they can produce them and they can make them look like, articles of show business that are going to attract people's attention. So I think you've got to have a really specific topic and be a unique voice in the sea of noise out there, or you've got to be entertainment. And best is if you could do both, right? 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, I mean, that that's 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 going to crush for sure. Right. Let's mix it all up. Um, Brian, thoughts? The first thing that I thought of was I was at the Football Hall of Fame last year, the induction ceremony in Ohio, and I met a couple of guys who had never met each other in person, but they started a podcast during the, the early days of the pandemic. And the topic that they all found each other on was NFL referees. <laughs> These guys know everything about the referees. I don't remember the name of the show. I don't, sorry, I haven't listened to it. But like it's called like zebra, zebra something, flag something. I don't remember. But these guys, these guys literally had just met like 15 minutes prior to me meeting them. And I remember I showed them a picture of a Super Bowl ring uh, that somebody was was at some event, some potluck, something or other that someone was wearing a Super Bowl ring. And I asked the it was an older gentleman. I asked him, uh, so it's clearly a Super Bowl ring. What's but it doesn't have a team on it. He goes, well, I was a referee at a Super Bowl, and I believe it was the Super Bowl after 9-11 so it was like the one in 2002 in new orleans anyways so i just showed these guys the picture of the ring said who it was lives in los angeles what he vague looked like they knew exactly who it was so <laughs> you know if you find a topic and you can get really into it and you find others that love it and go really in depth with um you know in depth not just to show off but to be interested talk about what it is that you're interested in um, I already forgot the question, but that's one way to stand out is you find something very, very specific. Um, uh, and also, I mean, the other thing, doing doing one's research, um, don't waste your guest time. Uh, yes. uh, don't talk about their domain um, if that's all you know about them. It happened to me once on a show. I was like, are you just Googling? Okay, fine. I, mean, <laughs> I got time, but your other guests aren't going to be as patient as me. Um, I probably sound really smug right now. What was the question again? And you answer, well, one of my favorite phrases, and I apologize, I think I say this every week, when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really shows. So love what you do, and that's really going to emanate from your topics. I mean, I love this because it's all about motivation and inspiration. Let's put our collective brain power together to get people to set and achieve their goals. Um, my other show, I just get to geek out on food with people who love food as a reformed non-cook. So it both, at least for me, serve a purpose, and I love them both in different ways. So And I go. think it's also important to, and this is a very negative way to go in, assume nobody cares when you start mm. and try to figure out where it is that you're going to go. So it's... Right. Um, so we're, we're not just doing a Wikipedia page. Yeah. I'm not going to say who this was or what show they were on, but somebody had a show had a had had a, a, a book about a particular topic, and the book sounded fascinating, really, really fascinating. And then I got the book, and the book was awful. It was like this. It's like got a lot of money, but nothing interesting to say. It sounded like we're just really reading a Wikipedia page for the topic that they we're kind of exploring. It sounds like on paper, it sounds like a great topic. Um, and it was so uninteresting. I actually returned the audiobook to uh, to Audible. Uh, thanks to our overlords at Amazon. Appreciate it. Used it on the Henry Winkler book next, which I uh, <laughs> haven't started, but I have high hopes. He's wonderful. Um, but I realized, but to come full circle, I realized, why did I get that? It's because the person that was the person who wrote that book was being interviewed by somebody who asked really great questions, vibed really well, and really put themselves in the play. Like some people call this inserting themselves into the interview, but as the interviewer asking them like, wow, what was that like to be there? You know, asking really good questions. The interviewer made the books, helped the book and this person sound a lot more interesting. The topic, very interesting book. Thumbs down. So assume nobody cares. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, it was, it, you have to care. Is that the point? Well, you have to care, and you have to find something that's uh, uh, more than just I love it. Yeah. Find a way to make them care. Yeah. Yeah. Bring them into the party celebrating it. Yeah. You know, that you think it's, celebrate whatever it is you're talking about. And I think that's one mm -hmm. way to stand out. Then, of course, tell people about it, because if you don't promote it, the first thing happens, which is nothing. So um, caring about it, promoting it. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeffra, do you have any thoughts on standing out? I want to add to, to, to what Brian said. I think, you know, I've been a, I've been a part of over forty thousand conversations on Swell in four years, but I've done only about a hundred interviews. And interviews meaning I've called somebody up and I said, "Hey, 
hey, Jason Falls, I'm excited about you. I'd like to interview you. And I send you some questions or I just start it with you and we go back and forth. Something that Brian brought up is so interesting. I'll just take a different tact, but I've looked at someone's work. They are clearly an expert. Um, I've seen their stuff, but I didn't do due diligence and they were really bad at talking. Um, mm. That was on me. I built them up. I did the intro. I sent them the link, waited for their reply. And their reply was just, they didn't have it. So that brings to me, me to my other thing. Well, first do your research so that you, it will stand out as a great conversation that these two people are on fire and they have energy and their energy comes across. Not dissing somebody who has a low energy, just in general, they just shouldn't be on your podcast because it, it doesn't play well. It doesn't, it doesn't play well, I promise. This, so in, in connecting that to my second point, voice is audible. You need dynamic with voice. You need presence. You need a thickness of someone's aliveness. And if someone has no dynamic and doesn't play with their their emotions while you're with them, where they're where they're showing being alive, um, it's horrible. They sound like Siri. And um, <laughs> I think I think we we have to get clever about this. And maybe even in your prep with them, say something like, "I'm loving this experience in in this in this pregame show, but I'm I'm sensing that you're you're holding back a little bit, and I would love I'm not going to give you a one on one on speaking." But can you can you give me some of your love here? Can you can you get a cup of coffee? Um, I have a, a, a particular sensitivity because I'm dynamic and I don't want to overshadow my guest. I can be more excited than the guest, but I don't want to do that. That's it's not my show. It's a, it's a combination of of that. It really is important to know your people before you start talking to them. And one of the things that I do is I host a potential guest meet and greet because I will get the total strangers or booking agents saying, Hey, I have the perfect person for your podcast. Great. Come to my next meet and greet because if I don't know them, yeah. I don't know what they love to talk about. And I don't know how they play well with others. So if whether you pre-interview people or you do what I do, which is you know bulk, bulk networking event, but to know the people or to have a plan B, if it doesn't work out, then maybe it becomes an article. That's happened one or two mm -hmm. times with my, with my other show. But to know, uh, but now I just invite them to the meet and greet too. So it's just a matter of figuring out what's going to work for you so you can get the best out of your guests and give the best conversations for your audiences to enjoy, learn from, etc. Yeah. I I want to any other thoughts on that or else I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm real quickly I, real real quickly I wanted to throw this out there too because I've had an instance where I did uh the interview prep. I you know got this person on the phone and talked to them a little while. Um and of course my one of my podcasts is about influencer marketing. So as you might imagine I interview influencers from time to time, although it's really more about brands and agencies. Um, and influencers, in case you weren't aware, can be a little egotistical. Uh, so really? this person, this person gets on my show. I ask the first question, and twelve minutes later, he oh. stopped talking. Oh so God. that that one was one where I had to say, you know what this this is going to play. This is going to be terrible if I use it this way. So what I actually ended up doing was going back and cutting up sound bites out of what his answers were and doing a sort of NPR narrative documentary style version to make it make sense because I had to, because it would have sounded like crap. Otherwise my point there though, is even if you do the interview with these folks, send them a short list of instructions. Yeah. These are, you know, 60 second to two minute answers. Don't go crazy. Don't be too verbose. You know, make sure you've got good lighting. If you're doing video, that kind of, send them those instructions as elementary as they might seem. Some people will actually pay attention to them and you can always refer back to them and say, Hey, this, this is important. Understand this. Yeah, unless you're trying to catch people off guard, uh, off guard. <laughs> um, it's, if you're, if you're more concerned about discord, like for example, if you watch Bill Maher, love him or hate him, he gives the guests the questions as far ahead of time mm -hmm. as they can, because it's not about catching somebody. It's more about right. discourse. And, yep. um, you know, I, I don't know how much influencers are into discourse. It's more just like, <laughs> look here. Yeah. I, 
I will say though, when people send me questions, including Jason, because I told you this, I said, thanks for the questions. I did not read them. Because if someone's going to ask me about goals, I'd much rather go on a goal tangent Mm -hmm. in real time rather than, so you also have to find that balance. Questions work for a lot of people. They just do not particularly work for me. Um, And the other thing is, Typically, before I go live, I tell my guests, you know, um, be respectful of the other guests. You know, if you can answer a question in two minutes, do two minutes. If you need five, take it. I didn't give these guests that instructions because they're podcasters and they know. That is all. (laughs) Just so you know that it was not an omission. It was purposeful because I knew you got me. And there you go. Okay. Any other tips for getting the most out of your guests? Oh, is that a question? Yes. Any more tips about getting the most out of your guest? Question mark. Do what Deb does and prepare them and (laughs) let them know what it's going to be like. Uh, But like uh, Jason was saying, what you guys were saying, like it was important just to let them know what they're getting into because some people may have in their head what things are supposed to look like. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's uh it's helpful. Give them a little bit of a roadmap how things are gonna go. You know, and I, also another wait, Oh go sorry. Go, go, oh, go. Uh, um another thing um at least that that uh that I found is that um you know, Deb, you're very fluid with this software. So you know, you're great with this. This is awesome. But you know, for other people doing things live, um it's uh you know, if you're not as fluid with it, you know, when you're starting, do a couple practice sessions so you're really fluid with jumping between things if you're doing it live you don't necessarily have to do it live but do a lot of practice ones to make sure that or uh, exhibition matches is what i've been calling them so that you can really play around with the software play around with you know video audio to really see how things uh work out and that way and the reason i bring that up is because uh you know depending on who your guest is you know you don't want to waste too much of their time with that with with you know trying to poke around with getting the right marquees and up like that. Like I tried doing this uh, one time and it was just, it was uh, the, with the setup that you have right here, Deb. Tried doing that with a friend who's worked in public radio and he was like, my suggestion, just record it on Zoom, add all the frills later. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. Um, but uh, it's it makes it for a much more compelling experience for your, uh, for your preparing your guests as well, I would imagine. Well, and I, I think that it doesn't matter what software, because, and as Jason was talking about at the top of this, there's something for everyone, right? There are different audio options. There are different video options. Play. You know, I, I actually did, now this show has been going, um, I started in April, 2020, my first two episodes, three episodes, I used a different software. And once I started with StreamYard, I I loved it. So I've been recording on StreamYard ever since. So sometimes you have to do some trial and error as well. I think you can you can you can no longer count on two hands how many different software packages I've used oh, to produce various so things. I I change every three months just because. So stay 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 in tune with what's out there. You'll always find something better. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I want to pick up on the on the question about the speaker thing because you have to know what tone you want for your for your um for your podcast. Um when I did the podcast on Get Smart Radio, I would have topics and I would bring two guests in, but I rarely brought guests in that are gonna hate each other because I wasn't interested in a combative experience. And it, my audience never expected that. Um so I would have complimentary but different so like i would talk about you know death and i would have a a crematorium guy and a guy that was uh, just a funeral um director but they were different they had different experiences death was treated a different way so they had a lot of exchanges Uh, aromatherapy conversation i had a a ear nose and throat person and someone who was into aromatherapy like talking about the nose the human nose was the topic excuse me so I i would i would be very playful but I would never, I didn't want a tone of contrary. It didn't interest me. I find that when I'm listening to podcasts where people are fighting, I'm, I'm just not jamming with it. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I don't want to go there. Cause, and also I think the host sometimes is no longer in charge and that's a bad look. Yeah. So be, be, be reminded, remind yourself, what tone is my podcast? What are people expecting? And can I get guests that are going to compliment what I'm looking for in a, in a tone? I, 
love that you said that. And it's almost like your podcast is your magazine. Let's pretend it's like with a blog. It is your, it is what you're showcasing. So what does it look like? What are the different things you're going to discuss? What is your ideal? Because you get to decide you are like the arbiter of all the things you get to make these decisions. And I, I, as you know, I like the non-combative, combative, <laughs> I guess we can say that as part of the dub brand, you know, let's all kumbaya <laughs> lift each other up, but know that knowing that about you is also going to set the tone for what you're doing as well. Oh. Know thyself and you can bring the best out in yourself and others. See economy of words. I got it really <laughs> concise that time. I, w- I would I would also add in there, though, if you want to have a combative podcast, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're into politics or issues or whatever, that's fine. But remember that if you are doing an audio podcast, if that's one of your outputs, you cannot have people talking on top of each other because nobody will be able to hear anything. So you have to be very careful about how that back and forth goes or how you edit it so that people can actually understand what the conversation is. Oh, that's such a good point. Because in, and yes, I'm spoiled. We do the, unfortunately, you know, I think the audio version of this works fine. I know a lot of shows that have video shows, it does not translate. I know the first couple of podcasts I did, I did an intro. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? It's a conversation. People know it's a conversation. I don't have to tell people it's a conversation. Let's just go into it. But you're absolutely right. There, there are problems waiting to happen. Don't let them. The other thing I want to bring up around celebrity, um, and I, I guess I'm talking a little bit about a very specific detail of Swell. I've interviewed Nicole Holofcener, who's a very famous uh, director, writer. I've interviewed Stephen Fry, Stephen Wisniak. These are people that I didn't want to try to get on my, my in, into a one place at one moment. And I was able to use Swell very well for that because I would send them the file. They reply. We go back and forth. Now we have a QA function where I can load them up and then they answer and it slides their voice in. And I didn't burden them with getting on a Zoom, being at one place at one time. But when you play back my interviews with them, it sounds like a great podcast. And it took me, some, with Nicole, it took like a week. Stephen Fry, it took a couple of days. Waz, it took a couple of days. But you, you listen back and there's no bump. I mean, you know, it's the, it's the swell format. So we're not having coffee together, hanging out and, you know, riffing with each other and stepping on each other's voices. But you get a good interview. You get a thoughtful good questions, good answers interview. And I think celebrity really ultimately working with an agent to try to balance out someone's shooting schedule with like getting on your little podcast, it's impossible. But I was able to do that because I said, listen, this is how they do it. It takes two seconds. Um, And I would highly recommend people, you you can use Swell also as a way to capture these conversations. Then you could port that right into your audio and you can use it into your live, into your recorded podcast of a bigger section. Um, and these are the things that are happening with podcasting in general. Stay on touch in touch with the innovation. Um, I'm going to be very clear here and say I'm not a huge fan of podcast conferences. I think they're too expensive, too time consuming, and everyone's a wanker. But if you can find out exactly, wait, Deborah, how do you really feel? Sorry, <laughs> I've been to too many of them. I don't go anymore. But podcasters are good people. Just if you sit them, if, if they're there for a week, you're, it's like people are trying to sell you crap and you have too much to do. So find out who's there, go to the list, do some research. Uh, don't, don't spend your money on the, on the flight to Dallas. It's just not, it doesn't worth it. But there are things going on that are very cool and, and stay in touch with them. And, and that's, I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well, because I always want to stay in touch with, you know, what's the next big thing that I should be knowing uh, technologically, innovation wise, um, you know, and also stay on the pulse of the audiences. What are they responding to? And, you know, get more of that. And, and, and not, so, not so much that you're trying to be somebody else, but like, it's good. You're, you're, you're in business you know, be relevant in the marketplace. Don't just sit in your ivory tower and say, I have only, only perfect intuition. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> so it's good to stay on the pulse. You know, another thing I was going to bring up that Jason was sort of talking about was that, you know, if you do have more than one person on your show um, and their voices are remarkably similar, whether they're twins or just some people just sound a lot alike. Um, uh, and even, even if, it, uh, if that isn't the case, just like, you know, especially if it's like a longer show and people are talking about different 
topics. I, I at least appreciate this. You use what's called an a, pos- a positive phrase where um, I'll say, well, Deborah Eckerling, what do you have to say about this? Or um, as opposed to, or Jason, you know, mm-hmm. use their names. Cause one, it's more personal and you sound like you're in charge, but two, it really helps your readers with who it is that's talking. Um, especially, you know, as people that, you know, uh, you know, Deb and I, we, we interview a lot of people for a living. And uh, sometimes when we go back through, tra- through the audio, it's kind of hard to understand, uh, remember who said what. And I have no shame where I'm just like, all right, I need you to introduce yourself, say a couple of words, because you guys sound like twins. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for, for Jason. Uh, Brian, you just triggered a question. Can I ask you a question for Jason? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, you, you know, when you're dealing, and this is just a, when you're dealing with a specific topic, like you guys are about marketing, right? There, there's a, yep. there, there, there gets to be a point where how, you got to stay interesting topic wise so that, so that your people are not hearing the same stuff because you know, the marketing one-on-one is always going to be marketing one-on-one. Then there's these really nuanced things that can be really uh, developed and, and investigated between two really good people. But for people that have very specific podcasts, like you're talking about specificity, Mm-hmm. You know, how do you stay fresh? Like, what are the what are the tips you have to stay fresh to not repeat the themes that were last month or last year even? Um, because I think it's a big big problem for a lot of people who are or who are topic specific. Sure. Well, there's there are two, the two the two ways I would address that uh, or answer that. For like, for instance, for my show, uh, Winfluence is it's about influencer marketing. But what I do is I make sure that, that I'm interviewing. Uh, different guests from different perspectives within the industry to drill into what they know. And so you're always getting a different perspective. It might be that you're talking about the same mechanisms. It might be that you're talking about, you know, the same general practice, business practice, but it's, you know, I can talk to the brand manager um, from a gaming brand and they're going to give me a very, very different set of answers and circumstances and case studies than someone who's the brand manager or working at an agency who's working with, craft, right? So those are just different perspectives on things. So making sure that you're programming your interviews and your guests so that there's a variety of perspectives and voices that are coming to the table is one way to go about it. Now for the, for the podcasts that are, we have one podcast on our network um, that is uh, Sean Swaim is SEO this week. And he talks about, you know, the what's going on in the world of search engine optimization this week. Now that's a very specific niche podcast for a very specific professional audience, people who are interested in keeping up to date on what's happening with search engine optimization, not going to appeal to everyone, but that even just that little sliver segment of the marketing world changes so frequently and has so many different things that are nuanced about it that Sean can do that show week after week after week after week. And it's always going to be fresh to the audience that is interested in that at that granular level. So I think it's really just about making sure that you are, if you find yourself asking the same questions or talking about the same topics over and over again, I think you need to put some, uh, maybe some filters in there or some red flags in there for people to point out to you, you know, get some feedback from folks and say, Hey, you're really hammering this one thing over and over again. It might be time to move on or look at it from a different angle. But I think for the most part, if you build out your guests or you build out your content calendar in a very thoughtful manner, you can sort of avoid getting in that rut of I'm talking about the same thing over and over. And I think it's also important to remember too, especially when you're dealing with both um, strategy when it comes to like, you know, human nature, when it comes to marketing, for example, I mean, there's things that'll change based on technology, but, People always want to hear a good story, for example. They just, they, they want to be compelled. That's 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 timeless. Um, and when there's things that aren't necessarily timeless, like SEO strategy, which is probably going to be different by breakfast tomorrow, um, <laughs> is that the stuff that probably, is timeless? The, probably going to be different. <laughs> yeah. Not going to, I can't confirm uh, <laughs> between now and then. I have somewhere to be. I don't dress like this for you. I have to be somewhere tonight. Um, uh, no, um, I, I think also, but for the stuff that you find that is timeless, as you're going along with making these shows, like, uh, you know, episode after episode after episode, take notes on your own episodes for yourself, because it could be the content for a book or something else. Uh, 
a really good point. And I, before we move forward, I want to rewind to, to just something back that Jason was, uh, rather Deborah's question to Jason. Jason has a very wide definition of what is a marketing podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, your show is a marketing podcast in my definition because you frequently will have topics like podcasting that are relevant to marketers. Leadership, motivation, organization, goal setting, all of those are relevant to marketers too. Um, we have everything on NPN from um, all things private practice, which is basically a how to run a you know service-based business private practice. Um, mostly in healthcare and medical, but it, it, it goes beyond that as well from Patrick Sale. Um, but there's a lot of conversations about how to market your private practice in that. So that qualifies. The Marketing Podcast Network is the broadest definition of marketing you can come up with. The only thing that I, I hesitate when people say, does this fit, is if your show is almost exclusively about leadership or business and it's not you're not going to really focus on marketing as part of your topical array or one of your content pillars that's where i'm like and eh, that may not fit it might but it may not so it's it's the wide umbrella which i yep. think is also relevant for your podcast when you're thinking about the things that you love sometimes if you like so many things that is your <laughs> umbrella that is your show so if you haven't started a podcast and you, you kind of have the bug, really take some time. If you love a lot of different things, find a way to gather all of them together and put it under a something. So I cannot believe we're almost at an hour. I am not at all surprised by that, but I do want to um, gather some goals from my wonderful guest today. So what is something uh, uh, one of our listeners, audience, viewers, whatever, however, however you're consuming this content, what is something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow uh, to set podcast goals? Jason, do you have a podcast goal to gift? Yeah, I'll gift you a goal here. And just because the topic of search engine optimization popped up, this is what came into my brain for some reason. Um, in uh, the podcast, when you upload your podcast, you put your title and you put your description. That description, um, you know, dialogue box that you can put your little show note description in or your show notes or whatever. Uh, I believe you have 4,000 characters in that particular box in most podcast, you know, hosting providers. My challenge to you, my goal or my gift that I'm giving you uh, for, for your uh, podcast Take advantage of all of that real estate every single time. And the reason I say that, so if you're writing like a one sentence or a two paragraph description and you're going with that, I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to give you a goal to make it about 4,000 characters because that's what the search engines, whether it's on Apple podcasts or whether it's Google or Bing or whomever else looking at that show description, that's what they consume in order to index your episode or your show. So if you're only giving them a couple of paragraphs to chew on, you're missing a huge opportunity to put more keywords and more relevant facts about that particular episode on that page so that you are indexed for more keywords, that you come up better in searches, et cetera. So as, as much as SEO can be really granular and really crazy, Take advantage of that 4,000 character real estate. I know you and I have had this conversation as well. Um, and that's why I've been doing like the full show notes, which you can get at the devmethod.com slash blog. I have expanded. I'm not quite 4,000 characters, but <laughs> I'm no longer like only 500 characters. So, you know, baby steps. Good for you. <laughs> Great goal. Love that. Um, Deborah. What goal would you like to gift? Uh, I'd like to gift you a goal of just having a dream box and put pieces of paper in it of, of people you want to have a conversation with. Just go for it. Don't limit yourself. It could be nice. anybody. Just a goal. Like, just fill it up. Fill it up. Love I it. love it. Because if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Good. Okay, Brian, what is your goal? 
my goal I'm giving as a gift to everybody is maybe not necessarily today, now, next week, or next year. Uh, if there's a point where you are not excited about what it is you're doing uh, with your show, think about why that is before giving up on it. Try to get yourself excited about it. What is it that you can do? Because it's yours. You are commander of that commander of that submarine. So you can decide what to do with it. Change it up. Flip it. It'll flip the script. And don't give up on it. Um, as long as you're... But, but remember what, what energized you in the first place. And think about where you are right now. And decide, all right, as a consumer, would I be excited to see this? And if the answer is yes or... I'd be excited if, about it if it did this, this, or this. Try doing that. You can, you know, like you probably can do it. Nice. I, I, and shorter, I, and 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 don't be afraid to do something brief. You know, get get excited about something shorter. And start there. That's I I love it as a goal because it, there's a reason you started it in the first place. So if you're feeling burnt out from it gift yourself the time to remember what you love about it or to figure out what you can do to breathe new life into it or reimagine it as something else. So um, that was good. I like that. So friends, Jason Falls, Brian Fishback, Deborah Pardis, where can people learn more about you and all that you do? Brian? Uh, just uh, find me on the Insta pages. Uh, Brian, B-R-I-A-N-F- Y-E-A-H, Brian F. Yeah, on the Insta pages. Everything else goes, it all goes through there. Nice. Excellent. And Deborah, where can people learn more about you? Uh, stay after. Let's talk. No, um, I wish that was possible. Um, Google my name. I, I'm, I'm pretty good with Google. I have my website and my Swellcast comes up. So just um, Deborah Pardes and you can get DebraPardes.com. You can get to Swellcast DB Pardes. And uh, Insta Deborah Paris. No one has my name. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, you can find me pretty easily. Awesome. And Jason, where can you learn more about you? I'm Jason Falls everywhere. And unlike Deborah, there is another Jason Falls. He's a politician in North Carolina, and he does not like me. Um, no, yes. we've, we've actually so connected so on Facebook and we're, we're perfectly fine friends, but, uh, he does not like the fact that I own the first five pages of a Google search for our name. Oh, and by the way, I am at the Deb method everywhere. You can go to the Deb method.com slash blog for this recap and the links. And I also put in everybody's LinkedIn. So if something one or all of us has resonated and you want to connect, drop a note along with your LinkedIn request, because as I said at the top, you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your peeps. It's the perfect opportunity for us to be each other's peeps. Um, Such a great conversation about podcasting. I really enjoyed spending time with you all today. What final thought would you like to leave people on? Uh, Brian, final final thought. thought? focus really focus tune out tell the people that you love hey i'm going underground for a few minutes or a few hours so they don't think you're missing love that deborah what final thought do you have uh to compliment brian but be the opposite um uh, stay in conversation don't don't get weird and think that that you can be on the top of a mountain and come back down and, and be relevant be in conversation with people and find out what's going on and, and stay nimble in your topics because life is changing so fast and it's really good to be responsive, not reactive, responsive. Fantastic. And Jason, final, final thought to you. Well, I'm getting old. And, uh, and so my son went off to college and he's been gone for several months now. So I will say my, my final thought would be, all the podcasting and business and all this stuff is all well and good, but take time out for yourself and take time out for your family. Don't forget them and don't forget to take care of yourself because if you don't, you're not going to be around long enough to enjoy it as much. So there you go. And as a side note to that, the questions you're asking all these interesting people that you've met or been connected with or um, are eager to come on your show and you're thrilled about it. Remember to ask those questions to people you really love as well. That's lovely. Nice. You're a good boy. Shut up. I mean, thank you. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs>
I I don't think I could top that. That that's really good note to end on. Um, thank you so much, Jason Falls, Brian Fishback, and Deborah Produce for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in to whether you're watching this as Gold Chat Live or the Dev Show podcast. Thank you for choosing yourself and your goals. And also, please remember to subscribe to well. Winfluence and also The Dev Show and all the other amazing shows on the Marketing Podcast Network. Okay, you've got your goals. It's not all about podcasting. It's about living life and having those wonderful conversations. So go on out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at the Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.